Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Diz Unplugged, coming to you live from the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined via Skype this week by my good friends, John Magi. Hi, everybody. Kevin Close. Hello. Julie Martin. Hi, y'all. And Craig, who is, I think, hiding because we're having some, he's having some internet issues, so uh, we're hoping this all goes goes well. Yeah, they can um, see me. You can't. Oh, I can't. Okay. Oh. Well, but they can I, I'm me. fine with that. I'm <laughs> fine with that. I really am. Um, well, welcome, folks. Time? Welcome, folks. Welcome to the show. Hope your week is off to a good start. We're doing something a little bit different uh, today. Um, today is uh, the 12th anniversary of the passing of Bob Varley, for whom this studio that I'm in right now uh, is named. Um, and every year, uh, normally around this time, we'll do a little something to memorialize him. I felt like uh, today uh, being the actual anniversary, I think it's the first time it's happened where we've had a show on the actual anniversary. Um, I just wanted kind of to devote the show to him. Now, I know those of you that have been watching and listening for years have heard a lot of these stories. Um, and for that, I apologize if this is repetitive. But part of the reason that we do these shows every year, uh, part of the reason I named the studio for him was I don't want his memory to fade. Um, he was an extraordinary part of our lives. Um, uh, all of us individually uh, were very close with Bob. Um, the audience in, you know, the, the show was only two years old when he passed. Um, but he was, um, so instrumental in what we're doing right now. <clears throat> um, I first met Bob, I want to say, John, correct me. I think it was like the summer of 99 that I met Bob. Um, he was down here on a golf trip with some friends. He had been a, a moderator on our, uh, theme parks forum and, he had ideas because Bob always had ideas. And, and from that, I, I'm almost certain from that first meeting, um, Bob was pitching a show. And the reason for that was Bob had been doing a show on cable access in Mansfield, Massachusetts, where he was from, uh, every two weeks called the world of Mickey. And well, you know what? Let me give you a sample of what the, I, I don't know how much lead time you need, Craig, uh, for this uh, uh, for this clip. Um, but uh, this was a show that he did. Like I said, cable access. So cable access with his stepson, Matt. And he just, you know, this was him sharing his love of Disney and again, this is back in 1999, a full seven years before we would ever approach doing a show. So, Craig, if you're ready to roll that, uh, let's show just a little clip from Bob's World of Mickey show. Is that it, Craig? I think I guess so. Um, you, you get a little uh, a little idea. Now, tonight at eight o'clock Eastern, I'm going to be hosting a watch party on YouTube. We're going to watch the whole thing. Um, <laughs> Because um, I'll, I'll be honest, uh, I'm the one who uh, digitized that from 
from from VHS uh, so that we could put it on uh, YouTube, and it's been up for a while. Um, I've never I had never watched the whole thing straight through, and if you hear noise, apparently my landscaper thinks because COVID nineteen is going on that Tuesdays don't matter anymore. So I apologize for that. Um, this time I can't blame the neighbor. That's my, that's my landscape guy. Um, but, uh, I, I had uh, digitized that tape, but I'd never watched it all the way through until the other day. And I realized that one hour of that show, you kind of know Bob and you got a little, little glimpse of it there. But, uh, you know, John and Kevin, uh, Hard to believe it's been 12 years. Crazy. One of the things when you watch that, you feel like right after it, someone's going to come out and go, live from New York, it's Saturday night. <laughs> yes. It's like it's a making fun of a cable show on Saturday Night Live. Um, I also enjoy the fact that, you know, he can get any, There was I don't think there was one piece of information that was right. www.com. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's weird that he's been gone for 12 years. I think whenever we talk about doing those show, these shows, I feel like we've said a lot of the stories already. We've told a lot of these stories. I know some people haven't heard them all. But I like to think of what would Bob be doing now? And what do you think, how Bob, do you think Bob would handle this current crisis? And first and foremost, Bob would have bugged us all to be in his house. Yes. You all have to come to my house. And he'll make things out of banana boxes. And he'll, you know, banana boxes and duct tape. <laughs> exactly. Okay. All you need is a bag of mini marshmallows and a panel van. So he would have been nuts about you should be at my house. You should be at my house. I'll, you know, he'd wire Wi-Fi by running wires through his entire house. So that's how I, I like to think about where, what would Bob be doing now to handle this? He would have more Twitter followers than the rest. Of oh, us. please. There's no question that he'd be much more popular than all of us. That's, well. You know, Bob, I, I uh, see, I, I, I agree with you. I think he would want us all at his house. Um, but there would be no way I would be able to keep him out of this studio right now. Um, he would, <clears throat> when, when, when Bob was alive, we were just doing audio, right? He wanted to go to video, but the technology for us at least wasn't there uh, to do that. He would, I, I would never, he would, I, he would be in my guest room. He would live here. He would never leave having all this. This was his dream. This was his dream. And it was something he pressured me about. I cannot tell you how many times, uh, but it all kind of stemmed from that world of Mickey show. He wanted to take that concept and, and do it here. So in, in a lot of ways, in a lot of ways, what we do now is really inspired uh, is really inspired by him um but yeah. no he uh, there isn't a single trip that we take that bob wouldn't have been on um there isn't a single vlog bob wouldn't be a part of um and he would drive the production team insane he would have driven he would be drive craig he would drive craig insane i think it also speaks a lot to uh Bob was tuned in, right? He knew that people wanted information about Walt Disney World. 
way before anybody else did. You know, we knew about it and we were doing the boards and things like that, but he knew that people wanted those sort of updates of how do I get into the Magic Kingdom and, you know, what can you tell me about what time to go? He was really plugged into that, what people were talking about quite a bit. Oh, very much, mm-hmm. very much. And that, uh, you know, he became, from that first time I met him in the summer, I'm pretty sure it was the summer or the fall in 99. Um, that was it. I mean, he was in, he was in. And I remember walking away from that meeting going, okay, that's a very weird man. <laughs> and I, I don't know how I feel about this man. He's, <laughs> he's odd because... There's all this, there was all this passion, right? But that completely flat affect. And I, 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 I remember, I think it was, I think it was the following year. He had been down here and we spent a lot of time together. And I drove him to the airport and I'm dropping him off. You know, I walked him out to his gate because we could still do that then. And I look at him and he's got tears coming down because he's leaving. And I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. This guy's, you know, he's, he's a marshmallow. Um, and that was Bob. I mean, Bob was just raw passion, raw passion for Disney. Absolute raw passion for Disney. Loved everything about Disney. Um, and uh, Julie, let me, uh, ask you get get you in here uh some of your some of your memories and thoughts you're saying he had a passion for disney i feel like bob had a passion for life in general um there wasn't anything he didn't if he involved himself in it whether it was disney or not it was always full force a hundred percent that he was going to go for it i mean the list on your wall about you know hot as the sun where i thought of everything as hot as whatever that says everything about that because for a show he had prepared that list because you know he said hotter than the surface of the sun hotter than africa i know it's like 15 or 20 different things keep talking i can see <laughs> okay. that list i can see that list from here okay go grab it <laughs> julie do you but, remember we were sitting at the table one day and he picked out a pulled out a pad and he had used a yellow highlighter and colored the entire page yellow everything was highlighted Every single thing. There wasn't anything that wasn't highlighted. And we tried to explain to him that that kind of defeated yeah. the purpose of highlighting. We told him we should have just highlighted the things that he didn't want to talk about. <laughs> but um, I also feel like if Bob were here today, he'd be really involved in all of our lives. But, you know, my kids' grandparents are all far away. And I feel like Bob would have sort of filled that role for them when they couldn't be with their own grandparents. Bob so. would drive you to the airport whether you wanted him to or not. <laughs> Um, he helped us move, I think, more than once. So this man wore a boot. I mean, like a full-on boot on one of his feet. I can't remember which one. But, and then he used to have his boot on, his belt, like, you know, to help with his back for heavy lifting, and his banana boxes, his three Bs, and he was ready to go. Okay, if we were going to go to a new restaurant, let's say we were just going to try a new restaurant, and we are going to meet there at 6 o'clock. Bob would drive over at 4 o'clock. And call me at 4.15 and say, okay, I'm here and I've got a place saved for you. When will you be here? And I think, in two hours. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I have I have the list that Julie was talking yeah, about. Um, true. <laughs> in, uh, here in the studio, we have, uh, back in the production nook, 
there's a almost a floor to ceiling cork board that was here when I bought the house. Um, and on it is just a ton of memorabilia from over the years of doing the show. And some of Bob's stuff is up there. And this is one of them. So I'm going to read <laughs> some of these because um, Bob had to, you know, Bob, Bob had to think about his jokes before he did shows. Um, and I have a bag here full of his. No, he left it here the last show we did. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that bag stays in the studio. It's not the only bag of Bob's in the studio. And I'll share that with you in a little bit. Um, hotter than a cat on a hot. Tin roof. T- uh, on a hot tin roof. But then. There's an arrow with metal. Um, um, hot as hot as Hades, but Hades is spelled H A I T E S. Um, hot as asphalt. That one has a check mark next to it. You can cook an egg on it. Hot as hell. Um, hotter. Than a trip to the center of the earth hot. <laughs> that also has a check mark next to it. Oh, Trying... that's the liked. What's that? Those are the ones he liked. That yes, was oh, that's a good one. <laughs> um, frying pan hot. Uh, hotter than a trip to the center of the earth hot. Um, I don't think he understands that. You know, Africa hot, because that's where this all came from. Mm-hmm. As I remember saying, you know, I said to him at one point, it was from a Neil Simon movie. It's like Africa hot here. Um, and he loved that. So he was always trying to come up with it. But it's like the, he didn't get that. Really, it was the the was short. Right. It was just a little it's Africa hot. So hotter than a trip to the center of the earth. Hot. That has a check mark next to it. Hot tamales hot. Hot as a pistol, hot as an oven, <laughs> hot as hot as the sun. Check mark next to that one. Hot as hot as hot hot as oceanfront property in Panama. <laughs> I just want you to know, twelve years later, this is charming. Right. At the time. Yes. Like, yeah. He had a die. He had a die for this to become charming because when he was alive, this graded my last gay nerve. OK, this <laughs> graded my gay nerves. Um, hot as a firecracker. Hot as a bottle of Louisiana hot sauce. Hot Very as hot. Blaze, hot as blazes. Hot as a cup of Dunkin Donuts coffee. Donuts is misspelled. Hot as an iPhone wait list. You get the idea. <laughs> you so get good. the idea. Um, yeah, this wasn't charming at that time. No, right. Exactly. Exactly. You guys chat a little bit. I'm going to grab some stuff out of this bag. Because this is the bag Bob left in the... Uh, and you know this is old because it's got the Pod Squad logo on mm-hmm. it. I have um, bags with those logos. <laughs> but go ahead. You guys share a little bit while I, I run through this and see. Oh, 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 okay. Well, Remember I, this? Do you know what this is? No. <laughs> oh, it's a Southwest airplane. It's the blow-up Southwest airplane. Oh. Because this is what this man walked around with. <laughs> it, was like, it was like Phyllis Diller and Carrot Top had a love child. 
Um, and this is also why our Tuesday shows, when we recorded them, were like four hours long. Right, yeah. exactly. Because it was like, what was he going to pull out now? And what does he want to talk about now? What is he? What is going on here? He had props time, for a radio show. Right. <laughs> and we would be exhausted because it'd be like, it's not four, really four hours of recording. You might show up with a three by five card. Bob had two tote bags. Yeah, and binders, and folders. I and everything, everything was highlighted. I think he just liked the color. So, yeah, and 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 to that point. So, here is you know oh, one yes. of the Manila folders, with I don't know if the camera's picking it up or not with the little post-it stickies. Um, says email, <laughs> and. Uh, He's got emails and notes for the show in here. Um, a lot of it printed on both sides of the page. <laughs> Single space. Um, and, you know, to, to John's point, this is funny because this is an old design of the Diz. I don't know how well this is showing up. But <laughs> to Kevin's point, everything is highlighted. Um it just defeated um, the purpose of a highlighter. And here again, on an email, pretty much all of it is is highlighted. Um, and but he would he would have all these notes. So that's one that's one folder for emails. Um, another one we have here. Oh, this must have been, oh, yeah, the last hotel review he did. This is when, you know, looking back, I realized that there were problems because this was maybe a week or two before he died. He did. I didn't even realize I had this. Um, week or two before he died, he did a, um, a review for us at Coronado Springs. And this is his check-in packet <laughs> from Coronado. Um, but I'm guessing you made the, uh, yeah, it was uh, April 18th, but John must have made the reservation. <laughs> <laughs> on the, um, that's the name of the guest parking pass. Um, I didn't even realize. That's crazy. I realized this was in here. That's so cool, though. And I've been through, you know, it's funny because I swear to God, his ghost comes in here and puts crap in this um, because I have been through this bag before. I've been through this bag many, many times. Believe me, there are like when I'm trying to look, reach for inspiration or an idea or something, I will come and go through this bag and see if something jumps out, jumps out at me. I've never seen that. I don't recall seeing this in here. Um any notes but, in there? Did he write any notes down? No, this is really just all the. It barely. It looks like this was barely touched. But I remember him after, right after that review, or, or maybe it was during the review. I, I, I'd, I'd been traveling. I think. Um, I think I was out in California, and I remember, remember talking to him, and him saying, "I don't get it. I'm so tired." That review really just like knocked me out. I'm so tired. Um, of course, we didn't know 10 days later he'd be dead. And I just, I go back to that and I think, oh, you know what? 
that was pro- it was probably already because he died of a he died of a massive heart attack. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last show we did with him, he kept. I think I edited. I got most of it edited out, <clears throat> but he kept coughing, this dry cough. And we now know his heart was enlarged and pressing against his esophagus, and that's what was was causing that. Um, so yeah, like we have just this. It's a newspaper. Or. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, the Orlando Sentinel. Oh. It's a, it's a, it's an Orlando Sentinel from April seventh. Airline passenger complaints on the rise. So I guess he was. <laughs> He was going to talk about that. Um, (laughs) And then, you know, a good. I don't know what the hell this is, but these are like Bob's notes for a show. And it's like. It's like a Rorschach into psychosis. Oh, wow. This is the. uh, uh, This is the uh, autograph he got from Joe Rohde at the 10th anniversary of. Animal Kingdom. Wow. Um, so, but now understand something. Bob just walked around with this stuff. Um, he just walked around with this stuff. So we have blow up planes. Uh, we have another blow up. I think this is the Yeti from mm. Animal Kingdom. <laughs> I think that's what this is. It's, or a duck, maybe? No, it's a duck. It's... Come on, people. Oh, Let's see it. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. Um, but also in the bag... Come on, blow up the 12-year-old duck. Yeah, really. <laughs> Stewart's grape soda. Ooh. Um, Craig, if you can uh, widen the shot a little bit uh, of me, just so I can point out... Uh, some of the things up in this corner of the studio are a lot of Bob's stuff. This is Bob's microphone that was wrapped with Christmas lights, which inexplicably still work. <laughs> uh, his headphones, because again, we were doing audio at that time, um, only audio, and we all were wearing headphones. So uncomfortable. A um, couple of his hats and his ashes are in this bag. Some of his ashes. Uh, his wife gave them to me and said she felt that he should be in the studio. And I was going to put them in an urn. And I said, no, Bob's not an urn guy. Yep. Bob's a, Bob's a, <laughs> Bob's a brown paper bag guy. Um, so a little bit of him. I hope that's not morbid, but um, I felt that this was a good place for him to be. Sure. Um, so... That stuff is always over my shoulder um, when I do these shows. Um, and I like to feel that, you know, part of him is still here. Um, I don't know what happened to Harold, but uh, Harold was always with him, right? The the puppet that you saw on that was always with him. <clears throat> and so, you know, if you didn't know him, you got this. 50-something-year-old guy with a boot on his leg in a cart that has Christmas lights wrapped all around it, a monopod duct taped to the back of the cart with a camera up top 
and this puppet. <laughs> and he's driving around the parks. And I'm really surprised that he never got a visit from Chris Hansen at Dateline NBC. Um, and he fancied himself a ventriloquist, which he was not. His <laughs> lips moved. Sometimes the puppet's lips moved. He also thought he was MacGyver. I've told the story. We went and did the backstage magic tour, the one they do at Epcot, where you go behind the scenes. And he said to me, I have a scooter for you. And I pulled up. And he had two two by fours as his ramp out of the back of the van. I was sure we were both going to be killed. <laughs> so I got on the scooter and we were going to go on this this eight hour journey. And I started towards the front of Epcot and stopped to see where Bob was and realized that the handlebar, the tiller, was not really. Solid. So when you stopped, you went flying into the handlebars. And he says to me, oh, yeah, that doesn't really work well. I said, well, why don't you use that one? He goes, I'll get hurt. <laughs> Better you with me. He always thought uh, you were talking about him being in the studio. And you would have had a fit because there would be uh, extension cords hanging into the shot. And, well, you know, there would be right a now. junction box hang on the desk with 47 plugs in it. It just, it was always this sort of random. Which is, ex which is exactly how this studio looks right now. I got to tell you, I've got to get this cleaned up before Craig ever steps foot in here again. He will have a heart attack if he walks in here and sees his studio the way it is right now. But. Bob built a guest room out of banana boxes with a sliding cardboard door for someone. Did he really? Mm -hmm. So she could have privacy. Someone's staying at their house and he wanted to make sure she had privacy. So he made an actual sliding door on the banana box. Two of the walls were his actually his actual house. But then he created <laughs> two more walls and there was a sliding cardboard box door. There was also a bell. There was a bell with a rope. And if you wanted to go in the room, you had to wiggle the rope so that she knew you wanted to get her attention. I, I you know, I, 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 I didn't know that, but none of any of those words surprise me. None <laughs> of it surprises me in the least because it's Bob. Because also, you could meet Bob, and literally, if you told him you didn't, you know, you didn't have a place to stay, or you know, you were, <laughs> you know, having trouble getting a room at the hotel, he'd invite you back to his house to stay. I mean, wouldn't think twice about it. Would not think twice about it. We were all there for Thanksgiving one time, and we thought the turkey was in the oven. He told all of us that we should come outside because he was going to deep fry a turkey and had like a 10-gallon pot filled with boiling peanut oil. Everyone in that party went to the <laughs> other side of the house and got in their car because it was like, I know I'm going to explode. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But he was a very good cook. He was a very, was. very good cook. His baked but beans. I would watch it. I watched him take those scooters out of the car. You think I'm going to stand there while he throws a frozen turkey in hot oil? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, it's, uh, I, th I think also one of, uh, I was mentioning the cart, his, you know, we were talking about the cart and the monopod with the, um, camera on top of it we started doing uh 
card camps. Mm-hmm. So, Craig, I'll give you a little time to, to cue this up. Um, so he would drive around the parks, right, and 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 videotape. And, uh, you know, <laughs> well, it's also at a time when nobody else, you know, we're, we're talking 2007. Not a lot of people were doing this. Um, it wasn't, you know, YouTube. Was, I don't believe YouTube was even a thing in 2007. Um but or 2006 when he was doing this stuff, um, if it was, it was nascent. Um, so he had he had all these great ideas. But um, I had the idea to uh, do a segment, a video segment called Send Bob to the Parks. Um, he was a big Star Wars fan. And I have a question uh, before you go further. Go ahead. How much of that was because you wanted this video and how much of that was because you wanted Bob in the park and not in the office with you? <laughs> no, no, it was I, I, I knew this would be funny. I knew this would be funny. Um, so um, Corey and Bob, I think Corey did uh, all the filming on this. Uh, Corey and Bob went to uh, what well, was MGM Studios at that point for Star Wars Weekends. And uh, this is a little bit of uh, this is a little bit of that video. Hmm. Yeah, that uh, that that especially that part. <laughs> he was trying to get interaction with the characters, and they kept walking away from him. <laughs> this belongs to Bob. Correct. Oh, is that is yeah. is is that the uh, lightsaber? Mm-hmm. He has it like way up high where no one can touch it or play with it. He had climbed up there while the video was playing so I could show you guys. But yeah, he's very proud of it. I don't even know how to work it. Oh, there we go. Yeah, it telescopes, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And Bob would. Bob would drive around the parks with this. Like I said, you know, he's... Uh, <laughs> it, 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 that um, was, can that I was... just read what it says on here? It says, caution, do not poke or jab with lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, too funny, too funny, and the, you know those are the memories that, like I said, you know when when Bob was alive. Just to be honest, when Bob was alive, he could definitely get on our nerves. You know, it, it he's kind he was kind of that crazy uncle, um, that you love and adore, but sometimes can get on your nerves. I think when people die, we tend to want to memorialize them, and only remember the very very good things and i think that does a disservice because all of a sudden that takes away the full person yeah for well, sure. bob drove us crazy and bob made us nuts but we went to dinner with that i was just we gonna say we spent every out. weekend with yeah bob. We traveled with bob and his wife but i yet we need to remember that the full realized the person. fully realized person he wasn't perfect he wasn't anything but Bob, and we all loved him. And I've got to be honest with you, I, I don't. Everybody gets on somebody's nerves once in a while, but I think we really have to remember that Bob was a full person with a full life, and we'll we only talk about the silly parts and the highlights and the stuff like that. But Bob took care of his mother until the day she died. Bob was a loving man. Mm. Um, He's a wonderful husband, a wonderful father. Mm -hmm. um, A good friend. And a wonderful friend. Even when 
he could be such a good friend you wanted to strangle him. Yes. Well, he said I'll that. Over. No, Bob, don't come over. No, I'll come over and drive you there. No. He was such a good friend that he could make you insane. But that didn't mean that we wouldn't go out to dinner that night. You know what I mean? We just have to realize that he was a fully realized human being and not not a caricature that we show on this show, you know? Well, I, I you know, I, I think that in I death. I didn't mean that in a bad way, Pete. That was yeah, I, you know, in, in, in death, in death, I'm, I want to, you know, I want to remember, I want to remember my friend. You know, I want to remember why he was important. Because I, I, I say this sincerely. <clears throat> um, I don't know that I ever would have started doing a show at all if it hadn't been for Bob. Maybe I would have. But I certainly wouldn't have done it when I did it. And I certainly, it certainly wouldn't have been <clears throat> what it was, what it became um, without him. Because... You know, when we sat down to do the first episode of this show, the end of July of 2006, you know, we were all kind of, we were all kind of nervous. Bob wasn't. Bob wasn't. We were all kind of nervous. And, you know, I said to everybody, just be yourself and we'll see where this goes. Was this back when we wrote stuff down and read it? No, no, no. That was, that was the, the first iteration I'm talking about when we first started doing the roundtable. Um, you, you guys weren't on that show. You guys were on the second show. Um, the first show was Bob, Corey, me, and Ricky Pearson, who was working for me at the time, um, out in my dining room. Um, that's where we set everything up and recorded this show. Um, but his personality, I think all of our personalities certainly resonated Um to some degree with some members of the audience, Bob's personality resonated with everybody. Um, it resonated with the entire audience. Mm -hmm. um, you you didn't hear, I, I don't recall ever hearing anybody say, oh, I can't stand listening to Bob. I think we've all gotten it at one point or another, but I don't ever recall it being about, that being about yeah. Bob. Yeah, Bob was a good sport. What people didn't like was Bob being teased, but what people didn't realize because they couldn't see us was that it was all in good fun and that it didn't matter to Bob. He, so, he liked being the butt of the joke a lot of the time. They also didn't realize that Bob was in on the joke. Bob was right, in on the joke. Exactly. Bob yeah. would and set things up so that we would tease him. That's absolutely right. He was a master at that because half the time we didn't realize he was doing it. <laughs> um, he was, he was, he would throw this, you know, he, he would pick his rapid fires, right? Knowing that you remember Pig Doot, that's a classic. You know that um, they were Pierre Joot. I think Pierre. he picked things that he knew he couldn't pronounce that would be funny. Do you remember like, the time he described the restroom restaurant as having seats and bar stools? <laughs> he would. And we were all just sat there and looked at him and was like, "Isn't that part of every restaurant?" He would talk about things knowing he was going to get the reaction. And that's what he wanted because he knew it was entertaining and he knew people loved it. And yeah, and in those early days, people were like, you know, oh, you're so mean to Bob. You're so mean to Bob. And then eventually Bob had to get on the show and be like, no, folks, you know, I'm 
these are my friends. I'm in on this. I know what's I going on. I hate mail, and I cornered Bob one day, and I said to him, you tell the people that you're part of this, that we are not just being mean to you. <laughs> tell the people. <laughs> tell the people. So, you know, <laughs> it's I, – I don't think there's uh, – I don't think there's a single major event that we do, whether it's in – one of our parties or, or, you know, one of the anniversary celebrations we do for the show or the site or for dreams. And, um, uh, you know, there's not a trip that we take where at some point in that process, we don't think to ourselves, I wish he was here. You know, certainly around this time of year, um, when we come up on the anniversary, always think about him, always think about what it would be like if he were here. Um, but, like I said, I, I, I like to do this every year on some level because I want people to know who he was. I don't want his memory to fade. Um, for those that have been listening to the show from the beginning, uh, you have a strong memory of him because you did get to know him. That was Bob that was on the show. That was not an act. That was Bob. Um, and a lot of people, you know, I love the fact that we have that that library, that archive of shows um, because a lot of times somebody will find the show and they'll like it and then they'll go back and they'll start mm -hmm. listening from the very beginning from July of 2006 and listen, you know, all the way through. We hear that all the time. You get to know Bob that way. So I would really encourage folks to do that if you're so inclined. Um, We're and if you want to We have an archive of Bob. Yeah. 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 We do. Yeah. You do we not do. understand um, what a video means to you until someone passes. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely. I can't right. imagine what they mean to Diana. When and my, I. When my folks passed, someone gave me some a piece of advice that at the time I didn't understand. They said to me, this never gets easier, but it gets less hard. Mm. And I think as the years pass, you don't spend every day thinking about him or my folks, but yeah. all of a sudden something will trigger reaction reaction or you'll see something and immediately you're taken right to a certain point in time. And I think that's them pointing out that they're still here. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. I, I, uh, you know, we made a promise, made a promise when he died that, we would not forget him. Um, but that was a very easy promise to keep uh, because you can't, if you, if you were a part of Bob's life, you, there was no way you could forget him. Um, but I want, I want folks that appreciate the show and appreciate the content that we produce every week to understand where it, where it came from, yeah. where, you know, what the genesis of it was in a lot of ways. Um, that, you know, and I, I'll tell you, there are things that happen. There are things that happen with this show that I think to myself, he's, he, it's him. He's watching. He's, he's, you know, he's, he's a part of it. He's still a part of it, which is why I keep a little piece of him here in the, <laughs> in the studio, because this is where he belongs. This is where he belongs. Um, so um, I hope this wasn't too much of a downer, um, but I felt this week 
with everything going on that I wanted to celebrate my friend um, and ask people to check out some of the videos we have. There'll be links to it in uh, the show notes page. Um, and uh, tonight, 8 o'clock Eastern, I'll be doing a live uh, live watch party of the world of Mickey with my friend Bob. Um, so I hope you can join us for that. But that is going to do it for our show for this week. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you again next Tuesday with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for being with us, folks. And remember, stay in the damn house.